0: Hello, fellow teachers. Welcome to the EduL well podcast, a show created for teachers, by teachers, with teachers. I'm Alex Bush. And I'm Chelsea Henderson. With over 30 years of combined teaching experience, we're here to help you find balance in your professional and personal lives. Join us as we dive into a well of information, exploring insights, strategies, and practical tips that you can apply both within and beyond your classroom walls. So whether you're new to teaching or a seasoned expert, this podcast is
1: for you. Let's be well and do well together. together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Edgewell. Today, we're going to talk about sleep hygiene. Did you know that in a meeting with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, Daniel J. Letman, author of Successful Aging, asked, how do you stay so mentally fit? The Dalai Lama replied, sleep nine hours a night every night. So today, we're going to explore three factors that could be impacting your sleep hygiene. And of course, we're going to throw in many suggestions to help
0: improve that much-needed, wonderful, magical sleep that teachers need magical sleep. Let's dive into this beautiful well of lavender and pillows. Ooh. Yes, and figure out some ways that we can improve our sleep hygiene. Because as teachers, we know that a lack of sleep is a major, massive, colossal contributor to that burnout. And we all know what that is. And it can have a lot of negative effects on our mental, our physical, our spiritual, and our emotional health. And these effects can lead us to having a really bad day a bad minute, a bad month, a bad year. Oh, I don't want to say a bad decade. That's like not uh -uh, growth mindset. No. So to put it simply, (laughs) sleep is awesome. We all need to sleep. And especially if we want to start our days in a positive way, we want to start with that solid routine. We talked about that in another episode. And we want to work on the evening portion of that sleep routine. And we call that some sleep hygiene So what is that? Sleep hygiene routine is yet another
1: cycle. And although our sleeping habits depend on what we're doing throughout the entire day, in this episode, we're going to focus on that window of time before you actually go to sleep. Because for some of us, it can be really hard to shut off our minds before bed and remove ourselves from that long to-do list or those worries that we may have that are related to work. And of course, those worries that are related to our personal lives. So luckily, there are some things we can add or remove to our nightly routine that could help us get better rest. So today, we're going to talk about those pesky mind mosquitoes that might be buzzing around in your head before you go to sleep. We're going to discuss the importance of a wind-down routine, and we'll talk about your sleep environment and how it
0: could be affecting the way you sleep. Three very simple categories for us to focus on and start with where you are and build from there. Let's talk about why
1: sleep is so amazing. The importance of sleep is definitely undeniable, especially I feel like as you get older when you won't realize how much sleep you need. <laughs> so no matter what we're doing in our lives, allowing our bodies sufficient time to rest and recharge really helps us maximize all
0: other areas of our lives. Right. We don't have the luxury of being able to just put our head onto our desk or be like, "Ah, I'm having a tired day. I'm going to just sit back and chill out. We really need to make sure that we're optimizing our sleep for our well-being. And while I sleep and while you sleep, we are able to process, we're able to heal. And there's some cleansing involved in that. So sleep is key. And our focus for this podcast is the well-being of our colleagues, of teachers in the communities in which we teach. And we believe that getting a good night's rest is great for mental health and can boost mood and can um, almost um, protect us from things that can come our way and stresses that can impact our bodies.
1: Yeah. And I didn't even realize how important sleep was until later on in my life when I was losing sleep because of children. (laughs) You don't appreciate it. No, uh,
0: until it's, it's just gone yeah. and, and you know you're you're functioning in life everything is going hunky dory and then let's say you end up in the emergency for a night or something like that mm-hmm. and yeah you get home and you only get four hours sleep you really really see it in how you function the next day imagine a new parent or a parent with younger children yeah you're doing that on on a nightly basis for extended periods of time, that has impact. And so when you get to the point where you can reset and get back into sleep, maybe really put that sleep on a pedestal and start choosing to focus on on improving that sleep routine. We should put sleep on a pedestal because focusing on having those healthy sleep habits can really improve our overall energy and clarity. I think those those sleep habits really start right in the morning, right at the beginning of the day. And some sleep issues can happen from what we're doing throughout the day and what we don't do before we go to bed at night. So if you're looking to improve sleep habits, important to kind of pinpoint what your sleep cycle, what your sleep habits, what your sleep hygiene from the morning all the way up until evening looks like. It's kind of, you have to almost, um, I'd say, analyze it, track it. And yes. note it so that you can identify what are some things that you are doing that aren't good for your your sleep cycle, your sleep hygiene. So yes, for yeah. me, like if I start thinking about my sleeping right now, this is an area of massive deficit for me. So this is a do as research says, do as some of the things that Chelsea is already doing. And <laughs> I do some good things, but when it comes to consistency and doing you know more good things like i'm kind of lacking just so you know i feel like i have to i have to share that
1: well, yeah, and that's that's gonna happen to us, right? It's it's kinda hard to be consistent, even in that morning routine that we talked about last time. I mean, of course there are mornings where I'm just too tired or I've had a rough night or I'll skip a part of my morning routine or something, and that's just natural, that's gonna happen. But the goal is
0: to just try to be as consistent as possible. But of course life gets in the way, so I know with confidence that when I'm consistently getting good sleep, I manage my day better and I, I'm showing up in the spaces that I'm in, in, in a much more positive way. If I have, especially it's compounded, like multiple days of poor sleep, I don't communicate very well. I can't think of words quickly. I get flustered. I don't have the patience for the people in my life, whether that's family or, you know, people at school, students at school. I mean, I still am able to activate the patience, but it takes a lot more out of me to get there. Right. Put and it then you
1: more drained.
0: <laughs> yeah, ex- Exactly.
1: Yeah, I find that it makes me really anxious when I don't get enough sleep. And I'm pretty sure my family would say, yep, that's true. You're edgy, you're anxious. And, you know, you can get some feedback from the people around you when you know you're not getting enough sleep. And then you can say, well,
0: if everyone would go to bed on time, then I would have better sleep. So what What then, what then are the tools that we should be using or that we could be using to yes. get a better night's so let's sleep talk about, in theory?
1: Let's talk about those three general things that Maybe affecting our sleep. And we're going to start with those mind mosquitoes. Wait, I think wait, I'm going to coin Did, that. We're going to coin that. Yeah, term. that's that's an original. That's I hope a, so. That's a, I, I hope so, too. <laughs> Sometimes I hear things and then they come into my mind. I'm like, oh, I thought of that. And then it's like, no, you didn't. You read that in a book. Okay.
0: So, okay, well, we'll it sounds pretty original, it. yeah.
1: <laughs> so these are mosquitoes of the mind, and they're those little things that are sort of buzzing around in your brain that don't quite allow you to settle, which often happens to me before I go to sleep. So first, mind mosquitoes can come in the form of thoughts.
0: Ah, okay. So when it comes to thoughts, I have some tricks. When And, and mind mosquitoes is the perfect way to describe them think about mosquitoes buzzing around you're kind of trying to relax by a campfire, and they start coming out and they're biting at you and they're buzzing, and you kind of get rid of them. Maybe you have one of those electronic uh whackers. They go away for a bit, but they just keep on coming back. They ruin the conversations that you're in, they ruin the restful state, they can ruin the view. And so I, I kind of I really like that term. They're pesky, they gnaw at you. They're pulling
1: at your attention. Yes,
0: <laughs> they're just so so uh that happens to be on a daily basis where there's a whole bunch of thoughts. Maybe sometimes it's one really big one or multiple little things that I either have to do, things that I've done during the day that I regret, ways of being that I'm not proud of, and it's just gnawing away at me. And so one of the ways that I work hard to kind of swat away those mind mosquitoes is I use my lists. And, and I think I've talked about lists before. But when I have things that are bothering me, I take them out of my head. I put them onto paper mm-hmm. and I basically acknowledge that these are things that exist. I am going to get to them, but they are not going to be carried in my mind for now because they are, they're, they're disrupting my life. They are disrupting my potential sleep. It could be a task. It could be something that I need to put on a schedule, but I get it onto paper and just taking action and writing it onto paper makes a world of difference for me. I feel like I've accomplished something and given it the space that it deserves but not space in my head would you do that by the way i do that all the time and
1: i even make lists on my phone i'll put it right into my phone if my phone's near me i'll put it on paper whatever it is it's that going back to that whole visualization thing too which might sound kind of silly but it's like oh i've taken this out of my head it is now gone okay and i will deal with it at a time when I am in a better state to deal with it, which isn't 10 o'clock at night when I'm going to bed. I know I'm going to be able to deal with this at eight in the morning when I'm
0: fresh after my morning routine. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's, that's what helps me. But you just reminded me of another trick, and this is why talking is so great. Sometimes you have to be able to say, I am going to put this on paper. I am going to give it the time and space that it deserves when I have the time and space to give myself to it. And so that's even almost extra honoring that task. Definitely. So
1: you're weighing what it is. You're thinking about the importance of it. The tip that comes to my mind is, is it important? If it's something that's bothering you, Mm -hmm. you know, does it deserve that attention? Because sometimes, I know for me, I worry
0: about things that I should absolutely not be worrying about. This is easier said than done. and That is such a good point. And I'm now going to build on that point. <laughs> and that is, is this something that somebody else should be worrying about? And if it is something that you have no control over, and it is somebody else's worry that you are taking on, think about whether or not you can delegate, or just let it go, because it's not something that is yours to worry about. Do you have something else to add now?
1: Well, yeah, if it's, <laughs> if it's something that is super important, okay, great. Get it on the list and take care of it. But ask yourself these questions to determine whether it deserves your attention, whether it deserves those worries. You can ask yourself, is this going to bother me in five days? Answer that question. Is it going to bother me in five weeks, five months, five years? You could even say, you know, five hours. Because you wake up the next morning and we always feel a little bit different when we wake up in the morning if this is bothering us at night. So answer those questions and sometimes you'll find that no, no one is going to care about this in five days. It's going to be over. It's going to be done with. Something else is going to be happening. So that's really helped me.
0: Yeah, get perspective. Those I'm going to add one more. Does it mm-hmm. matter, matter on your deathbed? And when you really pare it down. <laughs> I, I know that sounds morbid, uh, but I do that all the time. I do too. Uh, one, one that I do when I'm really um, running late for something and I've done everything I can to get there and I start to get tempted to speed. I, yeah. I say, is yeah. this meeting, is this appointment, is whatever it is that I'm trying so hard to get to, is it going to matter at the very end? And it, it doesn't. People would rather have you, you know, alive and well. And make it to an appointment on time. Yes. These are all little mind tricks that, you know, I, I definitely use all these and, and they've helped me with perspective.
1: Yeah, we spend a lot of time on mind, mind
0: tricks. <laughs> you have to.
1: Okay, now I'm going to go into a more audible and visual mosquito and those are alerts. So it might be email alerts, text message alerts, social media alerts, any of those sound effects that you get on your phone or the ones that you see on your phone, like the little red bubbles or the red flags or whatever it looks like, okay? Or the fact that you have five emails waiting for you. For me, when I see those or hear those, I instantly want to check them. It's tearing my attention away from whatever I'm doing and I am not checking my email before bed. That is a rule for me. I don't want any red flags before I sleep. I have certain times designated for those, particularly during work. I don't want to open up my device and find an email from someone who needs my attention that's work-related when I'm in my wind-down routine. So I
0: really think that it's important. It's it's like a boundary that you're setting there, right? Yeah. I mean, boundaries are so important and we only have so much to give. And I find that when you read a text or read an email, sometimes it's, you know, someone basically putting things onto a list and dumping information uh, that you then need to know or carry, or it's something where you are essentially being asked to do work. And because during the day, our time is, is taken up so robustly, and we are always on, being able to turn off completely is so, so important. So it's the people that are right in front of you, and you are right there for yourself, who get to have your attention. I find that sometimes those texts or emails, they... Interrupt my thought process or my personal goals and what I'd like to achieve or accomplish, and sometimes that's doing nothing and just relaxing and and it distracts me into other areas, so if you're able to shut that down and and maybe you I don't know what how do you shut those things down aside from just putting your phone away completely, like yeah, I mean you
1: could have an automatic reply email that says you're away from your device, but you'll get back to the person on the matter as soon as possible you can manage your notifications, of course, on your device, in your settings. And by doing this, it kind of says that the device is not controlling you, but you are in control of the device. Because I find it's very hard when you're hearing the pings and the dings and the rings to just, you know, oh, I'm not going to answer that right now. It's still a little mosquito that's pulling at your attention. So you want to be in control of your device I want to check my emails when I have the time to check my emails. So,
0: not the other way around. And remind yourself if someone really needs to get a hold of you and it's an emergency, they will. Yeah. No, you worry. They will. I think that's I think that's great advice. I kind of even wonder, you know, my my device is it's a personal device and I don't check work email on my personal device. I check it on my my work computer if i'm being completely honest on That's this. That's really great. Um i know of a colleague who works out of country and on her personal device parents text her and and email her on a very regular basis. So she'll be at home enjoying her evening and she's reminded uh, of work. Everyone has the right to turn it off, shut it down and be in their own life. It's a big push now, the push
1: to completely disconnect from work and part of that is
0: not getting those alerts when you're not at work and there are many workplaces that have policies to to make sure that that everyone is honoring that and that's everyone you know i have to check myself sometimes because when i'm sending a text to you sometimes chelsea i'm asking for your time and your attention and i do that sometimes hey sometimes i'm pretty inconsiderate i'll do it at dinner time you're probably i know we can't be
1: perfect with this. (laughs) we try we try try, but
0: um being aware of it is just is, is key, I think.
1: Yeah, so eliminating or reducing those alerts, if you can, especially regarding work in your time away from work, may be very helpful for you. And can you use at least an hour, a half hour, maybe even 15 minutes to wind down before you fall asleep without those alerts?
0: And what are you doing to make that happen? Okay, well, let's talk about that wind down for a second. I just want to be clear that I need more than 15 minutes for a wind down.
1: Yes, whatever you need, you take it. Maybe it's an hour. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, so Alex, what do, you,
0: what do you do to wind down before going to sleep then? Tell us about that. Okay, I want everyone to know that this is true, and sometimes it's not true. Yep. It is overall just aspirational, but I do have really good solid chunks of time, like a, a month at a time perhaps, where I will be following this. So I'm picturing myself yeah. in winter right now, because in the winter it gets dark earlier and it's easy for, easier for me to actualize this, mm-hmm. because of course all the seasons affect you know, yes. our own personal, you know, cycles and and, and they, they affect me. So in the wintertime, I like to take a really nice walk after dinner, a long one. I like to either listen to a podcast, I listen to music, or I talk to a friend on the phone, time bundling. <laughs> I get home. Um, I will usually lay out my clothes for the next day so that I don't have to worry about my morning feeling rushed. Less decisions. I like that. Love it. I will have a shower. I find that the contrast between the cold and then the heat relaxes me. And then we get into the part of my routine that is not going to be recommended. And I'm sure you're going to address later on in this podcast, which is I put on a streaming service and I watch a show. And at some point, something in me goes, it's time to turn over, rest your eyes. And I turn over onto my left-hand side, always left. Very specific. And I just listen to the show and then I fall asleep. That's uh, okay. That's there's some red flags in my sleep routine. Let's be clear. We'll address those later. Well, I'm it just... sounds pretty good. Okay. I don't know. It sounds All pretty right.
1: relaxing yeah. to me. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't watch TV to wind down at night. Absolutely, but when I do go into my bed, there is no TV in my
0: room or near me, and I do read a, a tangible book most of the time. And so, are you mindfully reading the tangible book to avoid the like the blue light?
1: Yes i read the tangible book because I like books with the paper you know yeah um but i i do cheat and read on my phone but when I am reading on my phone I do have it on night mode and I find that 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 still makes my eyes droopy so you know it's debatable i do usually read an actual book but But the electronic books sometimes, I don't have another book, so I I go to that. And I do take into consideration that whole blue light situation, which is emitted by screens. And that can trick your body into thinking it's morning, I guess. And so that can impede the release of melatonin,
0: making it more difficult for us to fall asleep. But it's not a huge problem for me. And that's the word on the street, that the blue light impedes your sleep. I should have been a rapper. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like Eminem. I... Push this on my kids, though, for
0: sure. Yeah. Not to be a hypocrite, but you know. Well, aren't we all like a little hypocritical sometimes standing up in front of the class teaching about these types of things, knowing our own routines need tweaking? But Definitely. This is, again, there's some aspirational components. That's right. Okay.
1: Okay, so think about it this way. If you are choosing to watch that next episode of whatever it is you're watching, then you are maybe choosing to take away a portion of that much-needed sleep And, and, you know, when you do that, I know for me, when I do, I'm like, ah, just, you know, I'll just watch another episode and then I'm like, ah, I'll just have some popcorn. Maybe I'll throw some chips in here. And then, and then I'm waking up in the night thirsty. And so now my sleep is interrupted because I've had all that salt because I watched that extra episode. And now we've started a whole chain reaction of me not getting the proper sleep that I need. And then my next day is affected. So that could be a problem. And over time, if we keep developing that habit of watching that next episode or scrolling through that social media, we're losing sleep
0: and then all of our days are affected. I think so many people are sleep deprived and don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned earlier your sleep has been interrupted. So yes, we all know that the baby time is like excessive. Like you're you're really getting random sleep and yeah, taking I mean, it when you can get it, but, bad, but it's but. also well no, but it's also you no, know, there's there's kids that wake up in the middle of the night. You're run by everyone else's schedules, which we've talked about a right. lot. So yeah. you can't just follow your own circadian rhythms. That's not your reality right <laughs> yes. now. And so I I, I will remind you that you have more peaceful times ahead, but it's way after your kids are teenagers. So getting these habits going. Oh, yeah, I have a
1: long time.
0: And that's good. I look forward to that. I enjoy my time. Absolutely.
1: But I also set my boundaries with them so that we can all get the sleep we need,
0: which again, does not happen every night. (laughs) Take it when you can get it because you never know when you're going to get a phone call from your mother asking to fix the remote at, you know, 10 o'clock at night on a school night. You never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's obviously (laughs) happened to you. (laughs) Yep. So let's think about environment, the place where your bed is placed and you are actually going to put that head on the pillow and, and go to sleep. What is that environment like? There are four things that we are thinking about and they are omit bright light, have cool temperatures in your room or home. So turn that thermostat down. Soothing sounds or no sounds, depending on preference, and using calming scents. Those are four things that you can try that might help you. So what have you tried out of those four things? Okay, well, when I was in Turkey, I bought something called Colonia, and it comes in a whole bunch of different scents, but I bought the lavender one very specifically. And you can use it to, like, disinfect your your hands, but you can also spray it in a room and so I took the lavender I take the lavender and I spray it onto my pillow and I let it sit for oh, a bit nice. so that is a soothing scent that I enjoy and I have gone into my, my daughter's room and sprayed it on her pillow kind of like as a I love you, and here's a nice scent for you to fall asleep nicely. Ah, okay. But how did she
1: react to that? Is she okay with
0: it? I think she gets a little annoyed. I I might (laughs) not do that anymore.
1: (laughs) Okay, that reminds me of a story when my friend sprayed a cotton candy spray on my pillow, thinking she was funny, and I could not sleep because of it, so... I would caution you to be careful there, Alex. Yeah, I
0: I think I'm (laughs) rethinking my move. but It was done out of love. It's okay. Well, and that's if your intention is (laughs) good. My friends wasn't done out of love. uh, it's okay. No, I'm thinking (laughs) these are things that you can kind of shift and tweak to your liking. And if you you just look at your space, I'm going to add one more. If your space is kind of chaotic and you kind of have a mess all around you, it it, it can create a sense of um, dis-ease. So it's, it's nice to have um, your space cleared so that you can relax. That's another one. And I need to take my own advice on that one.
1: I know. Same here. It's not always possible, but it does feel so good when, you know, your dresser's clear, your bed's made when you get in there. (laughs) It's so nice for for keeping your head clear too, right? Right. The bright light thing. Yeah. I mean, again, some research shows that any tiny lights or light coming in your room, I guess it kind of tricks your body again into thinking it might be morning. So even eliminating those charger lights or anything, if you can, should be helpful in getting a more restful sleep. This isn't something that happens in my house right now. It's kind of reminding me
0: of way back when. I'm thinking about when people didn't have electricity at all and they would have a kerosene lamp, let's say. Wow. That's way back. I can't even imagine that. Okay. (laughs) The lights go off. The lights are off. There is darkness and it is very dark. We have so many distractions, light distractions, light pollution, and, you know, Things that are going off and and emitting light. Easier said than done if you really look around your space. You'll notice that there's a lot of light emitting objects.
1: Yeah, it's another thing to be aware of because you can most likely control that. Yeah, for sure you can. All right. Well, I think we're ready to put this
0: episode to rest. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go file it under Zs.
1: (laughs) Oh, Zs. Yeah, that sounds like those mosquitoes that are buzzing around in your head. Ah, they sure do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is our final message. Let me know if you agree. Teachers, you are busy. You are always on. Your work is so draining and you need rest. We realize that we are all in different stages of life and those stages can and will affect our sleep. But sleep is something that is valuable and making the necessary changes within your household is very important. Implementing some sleep hygiene into my routine has made me realize there's so much more than I can do. We hope that what we've shared with you today will help you to improve your sleep so that you can boost those energy levels because it's paramount in our profession. Show up for you, show up for your family, and show up for your students. With that said, we
1: encourage you to think about alerts before going to bed. Are they controlling you or
0: are you controlling them? Design some wind down time for yourself if possible because that time to reset and calm your mind can have you get a much better sleep. Finally,
1: we realize it's pretty hard to have the ideal sleeping environment, but can you add or
0: take away a light, a sound, or a scent that might help you get a little bit more of the rest that you need? Thanks for listening to this episode of Edgewell. If you are listening to our soothing voices before bed, we bid you good night.
1: Don't forget to join us next time when we talk about parameters around parent communication. Until then, be well and do well.